Good morning. This is Word Made Flesh, the radio ministry of Neighbors of Hope. We'll share struggles and triumphs and how through the Word, everyone can experience the loving and healing reality of Christ's compassion. Now here's the Neighbors of Hope Executive Director, Pastor Stephen Palmer, with this week's Word. Well, good morning, gentlemen. Welcome to this week's edition of Word Made Flesh. How are we doing? Good. Good. Not bad. Not bad. Starting to feel a little more like uh, summer, at least temperature-wise. Yeah. Stop this rain a little. Let things dry out. That would help. That would help a lot of people. Um, on this week's edition of We're May Flesh, uh, one of our guests uh, here at Neighbors of Hope has requested that we look at uh, one of the Psalms, which I appreciate because oftentimes we can get, you know, sometimes we get too captivated by Jesus in the New Testament and or uh, captivated by a historical interest in the Old Testament, uh, those type of things. Uh, uh, the Psalms have been part of liturgies throughout the history, right? the lifetime of, of the church. Right? The, they res- there's something um, that's real life about them that resonate with us. And uh, so Mark, uh, you you suggested maybe we look at Psalm 30, uh, specifically 30, chapter 30, Psalm 30, <laughs> verses 5 through 7, right? You want to go ahead and read that for us? For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. When I felt secure, I said, I will never be shaken, Lord. When you favored me, you made my royal mountain stand firm. But when you hid your face, I was dismayed. Okay, thank you, thank you. All right, initial uh, thoughts. It's it's just just a small section of that psalm. Um, my guess is this: there's something within those couple of verses that resonate with you. You want to kind of kick this off and share with us? I think it really highlights for me the temporariness of of everything we feel. Um, then we have like the the constant, uh, ever faithful character of God here. That, um, that whatever, that, you know, one thing that like whatever is happening to us right now is always is always going to happen, and there's always something that we did either to cause it or there's something we can do to end it. But don't we forget. Like once again, uh, of God's sovereignty, this is something that I struggle with every single day. Uh, uh, just trying to let go of the reins, you know. It's seeing, just um, it's not for me. I don't. I don't try to think so much about constant growth, constant doing, you know, striving. It's like I just, I just want to rest in Him. I I just want to rest. Rest in the arms of the Creator of existence. What safer place is that? That's it. Okay, I like that. I, as I heard you speaking, I, I'm getting this this word picture in my my mind of you know, kind of like gardening. It's I recently was at Lowe's and out and about and you know various gardening supplies right planting flowers all that kind of stuff. 
a seed. I mean, Jesus says in John, you know, unless a kernel of wheat falls into the ground and dies, right? It will not, it's not, it's not going to grow. If you put any seed into the earth, if you're the, if you, if we're the seed, what do we do? We just sit there, and we, uh, we're able to rest in the dark, dank earth only by having the confidence that uh, a source outside of ourself will provide everything we need to grow. Exactly. I don't need to do the growth. I just need to sit there trusting that the outside source, which we would say God, will provide nourishment through heat from the sun, uh, minerals and stuff from the earth, uh, moisture from the rain, all of that stuff which is beyond my control anyways. And it, that does take a lot of energy. Would you agree? I mean, it, that takes a lot of effort. We are just to kind of be still and let God be God. Um, yeah, any, any other thoughts on that? That's very good. Thank you. Yeah. I think Mark hit on, the, on a, a concept, um, a concept that kind of, in the last 10 years, I've dealt with a lot, like what? I don't know any more eloquent way to put it than I call it future tripping sometimes where you'll look at a situation and you'll say this is going to be like this whatever the negative is of this and then you'll extrapolate that and think this is going to be like this and not only like this but if it's this bad incrementally in this amount of time it's going to be that much more bad in 10 years and I think we take so much we take all the gas out of God's tank in that with us looking at the future or somebody's potential or our own potential or a situation's potential or whatever, and saying this is going to have to be a certain way because we've been conditioned and, and or through whatever whatever preconceptions that we have. And we take all the gas out of God's tank in a way of, of you know what, what about God's influence? And you maybe think about that with the sunlight or what have you. What about God's influence on this person or the situation or whatever um, to be who God wants them to be? So the kind of, the diverging the diverging path in that where what you think could happen and then what God's intention for something is. Um, it's always much more beautiful and organic than we could ever imagine. So it's, it is a kind of a sit back and watch and appreciate thing. Um, but man, that's a hard. And, and there's a lot of reality in what you're both talking about. If we were to look earlier in the Psalm, when we're talking about, you know, Psalms really singing about having a drastic illness, uh, near-death type experience, but in a sense being rescued by God, pulled back from, from death. Right? Um, there's sometimes in our lives we have these moments where we finally we surrender. Meaning, I, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I have to accept the fact that I'm going to die. Sometimes that's the case. I have to accept the fact that uh, I, I've, I've gone through a divorce and she's not coming back. I have to accept the fact that I've lost my job. I mean, whatever the level of acceptance is. And it seems to be in that moment, all of a sudden, God rips us back from the grave. That moves us to recognize that in my position of finally surrendering, it seems to be when God shows up and, and rescues me, right? which leads to me praising God and thanking God. 
Any thoughts on that? You ever have an experience like that? You know, I think I think sometimes, you know, with with, with me, uh, you know, I've been wrestling with a lot lately, um, you know, and I think uh, how should I say this? Uh, put in context, um, you know, I think uh, <laughs> getting spanked back to reality is really important. Thank you. Yeah, we um, well, we all need that. Um, but you <laughs> know, I mean, uh -huh, you I know, I, I mean. To, to be real, you know, I mean, I think I think we get so busy out there that we that we, you know, lose lose, you know, of what the plan is or what God's plan is. And you know, we were we were uh, Rod Bell last night, and and we were watching the one with silence. You know, um, you know, and that really brought back a lot to where, you know. What do you think Jesus wanted? Jesus went to pray in silence. Jesus went to, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, and I think we all need that in our life, the silence to really think and regroup. I agree with you. We need that. I will equally recognize that we live in a culture that makes that very difficult. I think right? So you have to be uh, extraordinarily right, uh, uh, intentional about creating those spaces in, in our daily lives. Mm -hmm. Because it, it's one thing to surrender uh, and accept God to respond. Um, but surrender shouldn't be giving up in the sense of I'm not going to do anything. Right? And I'll just let God do it all. It doesn't absolve us of our other responsibilities. And part of that responsibility would be being intentional on having a, a sacred space to where we can be alone with God. Alright? Because we will. We'll, we'll get so engaged throughout the day. Every single one of us gathered here today, throughout the day, and our listening audience as well, we'll get so so encapsulated um, with regular daily stuff, we may be mindfully absent of the presence of God. If we try and practice the intention, those daily activities, what we ought to be encountering, is the full presence of God in the activity. I'm sorry, I... No, no, I, I guess I keep thinking too, if I look at it real quickly, is that it's, especially depending on the event, the situation, we can get very overwhelmed, very mm -hmm. fearful in an event. And so it's kind of like, if you look at, we start drowning in it. So imagine if you couldn't swim and you're thrown into the ocean and you just start flailing, you know, you're just panicking. What is that? You most likely you're going to you're going to die instantly, very soon because you're not in control. You're not breathing. You're not taking being aware of your, the presence of what's going on around you. Like cuz so you're so focused on being afraid, being nervous because you can't do something and just sitting back and saying I can't. It's and I think I can't do this, so I need to be present so I can figure out how to get through the situation. And I think that's what we're really, you know, we're talking about. Sometimes we've got to sit back and just let God be with us. Not do it for us, be, be with us so we can figure it out together. And have him follow his voice that he's going to lead us out of the situation we're in. Yeah, uh, hearing you speak there, Tim, uh, sparked something for me. In that verse 5 that I want to, uh, I like the way you put it. Uh, for his anger is but for a moment. Right? 
Because kind of what you're saying is sometimes we can be so engaged yeah. and overwhelmed that our emotions control us. But the psalmist recognized never does God's emotion control God. Mm. Yeah. And if we're going to grow and become more God-like, Christ-like, one of the places we can start is not allowing our emotions to control us. And part of that control means that it can create the sense of fear to where I forget that I'm with God. Right? My, my disconnect from God came from where? My emotional fear. Anything else? Yeah, Tim's just real quick. Tim's comment that made me think about um, uh, this kind of flailing in water metaphor that you made. Yeah. Not only is that a sure way to to drown early, but if you are going to tread water, that's a sure way to miscalculate your energy usage. Yeah. You're going to be tired in our in our culture where we're eternally tired, eternally just caffeine laden. Like we just we need to learn to to rest. In God to calm down, to, yeah. to be patient, to let the one who walks on water pick us up in a way, yeah. um, and not flail around and, and misuse what we have. Yeah, definitely. Very good. Very good. All right, gentlemen, I appreciate that very much. Right, thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Word Made Flesh. Till we meet again, may God's grace, peace, love, and joy be with you all. Thank you for listening to Word Made Flesh. Neighbors of Hope brings people hope through a comprehensive suite of Christ-centered programs that include the Men's Ministry, Blessings and More Resale Store, our Third Day Farm Project, Fishes and Loaves Food Pantry, and of course our radio ministry, Word Made Flesh. We're also in the process of establishing a Women's and Children's Transitional Housing Program. Find out how you can become a Neighbor of Hope at NeighborsofHope.com. And please join us again next Sunday morning for Word Made Flesh.